1: Welcome to Love Life and all things weird with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne.
2: Good. Hey, everybody.
1: Morning. Good morning. Do you know something? I don't know if you know this, mm. but we're the featured hosts of the week.
2: <gasps> what? Yes. That's cool. Didn't you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're famous. Mm. <gasps> That's cool. And. and- how could how does it get better because we're talking about such an awesome topic today and we're famous and so, we're famous i mean i i didn't actually i didn't actually think this is a very awesome thing that we decided to choose this show today because you know i don't know if all of you know this you listeners but when we create shows, then we have to, like, be kind of our own guinea pigs, you know, like our little rats in the lab, and we have to, like, experiment intently with our own topic. And But, you know, what is so interesting is we forget this. We, ha- we get amnesia and we forget. And so we create topics like feelings, full moons, and faking it, and exploration and humanness. And then we wonder why the last week has been messy for us. Hmm. It's a very confusing thing, right? But, you know, I would say, like, it's actually very, very relevant to every single human on the planet, this whole idea of uh, being, you know, kind of outsourcing our energies and outsourcing what happens to us and not really kind of being in charge, you know? And so, um, yeah, Keisha, exactly. Our producer says, the things you two will go through for all your peeps. I mean, I'm just feeling very martyrish today. <laughs> oh my god, that's I'm so like, funny. You're welcome. You're welcome, people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus.
1: You know what, honey? I said I say I, I think we gotta get off the cross. The wood the
2: wood is required to build a I know. ship. I agree. We- <laughs> Seriously, uncreate, destroy all the ways in which we feel like we have to go through it intensely. Every single time we put a radio show up that we have to be our own lab rat and basically almost kill ourselves off in the process for humanity. Yeah, everything that is. (laughs) Let's uncreate, destroy that. (laughs) Oh, Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, so like life really can be messy though, right? And the experience of humanness, it really includes a lot of lower vibration energies that we deal with on the daily. You can see it on Facebook, you can see it on the news, you can see it everywhere, right? Like fear and shame and sadness and, um, you know, all of this cosmic stuff that's going on, right? Like a mercury in retrograde and all of these you know and really like what's happening inside of us all the time you know which is which is our own strategies our own defenses our own compartmentalization all this stuff that we're leaning into to learn to grow that's cut from a wounded place you know um and so you know feelings full moons and faking it is just the beginning i think but you know we want to dive into this this week and really kind of authentically talk about what it really takes to truly move <clears throat> through these lower vibration energies and really claim our essence, because our essence really is about joy, love, and authenticity. And it's an, it's an interesting thing, I think, being a, kind of like a, a leader, a, a change maker, and being like a coach and a facilitator, because I would say that there's this place in our society where we kind of put those type of people, you know, we put people up on a pedestal you know, and we think, oh, wow, they have transcended humanness in some way, you know, I mean, and, it, and, you know, I used to feel this way about, uh, I used to feel this way about you, actually, Megan, I used to kind of put you on what? a pedestal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and uh, I used to, like, there's been certain people, you know, like um, Brene Brown, for example, or like, even for even Sometimes, like um like Dr. Dane here of access consciousness, right, where it's like we see them in their like on stage like in their glory, like in their essence, in their you know, and think, oh wow, like they've transcended humanness, like they somehow we need to like be like them, you know, or find some way to like move through our wrongness and our judgment of ourselves in order to show up that way all the time. But what we don't really see oftentimes is behind the scenes, you know, where they're kind of, you know, laying in a puddle of tears, you know, and 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 yet, you know, I think the real game is not to fake it, it's not to show up and pretend that we've got our shit together. It's really about radically and quickly and efficiently moving through those vibrational energies and coming back to our essence. It's not about never, ever, um, you know, drifting. It's about shifting, which is a, a concept from Gay and Katie Hanks, um that you, Megan, taught me many, many, many years ago and that I often, I mean, I probably think that I consider that, that idea of drifting and shifting, shifting and drifting probably three or four times a week, I think, about that concept um, because we're, we're. When you have a worry, when you have um, a fear, when you have um, something happen in your world that kind of triggers you, all of that is the drifting. You know, I mean, we literally drift a hundred times a day and in tiny, tiny increments, we can drift a hundred times a day. And so if we keep drifting, then we're forever, you know, forever in the shit Um and so, you know, I think what we're what we're wanting to talk about is how do we find that middle ground of like honoring our humanness but not making it so real and and crazy significant and like um utilizing our tools to really move through those energies really, really quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I would actually Add to that that um, the it it's, I would actually I don't know if I would um label it drift anymore and it just occurred to me while you were talking, so this is new on the scene here, but um you know basically um what Suzanne's thinking about with regards to drifting is just that space of like okay, so when we're. When we're in the flow, when synchronicity's happening where you're getting things like um somebody pours extra espresso on your whipped cream at the coffee shop and it like just things that, it just happens it just happened. just happens that magic just
2: happened. in yes it just happens so you oh know I mean I have to, yeah I have to tell on you a little bit because this morning was a sad morning It really was. There was like a lot of sadness this morning. And, you know, this is so of course, we're like in the experience of it already experience of feelings this morning, feelings, nothing more than feelings. And, you know, we're we're late getting up. We're, like, going to the coffee shop at 9.30 when our show starts at 10. We get in a big ass line. We're going, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make it back for our show today. And, um, you know, you're like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, you know. And then our cute little coffee lady put extra espresso on your whipped cream of your coffee and I tell you what I've never been Megan happier she just like popped Mm -hmm. out of that like you know foggy sad days of hers and she sang a song all the way to the scooter (laughs) 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 it's the little things it's the little things and that's what we're talking about is that, you know, like it really does, It if you allow it, it really, there's magic everywhere. And it really doesn't take that much to choose out of that, you know, that intensity, that, that state of being. But you were saying something about it's not about drifting. And I interrupted. Oh, yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm back, though.
1: Um. So when we're in the flow, right, that's really being... That's when we're being us. That's when we're like open-hearted, barriers down. And when we drift, it's generally a function of some kind of a defense that we put in place, that then has us go into like an automatic response system, and and then through that we might get, we might feel sad, we might feel angry, we might have, we'll have whatever's going on. But the truth is, is that everything that's occurring can be used to, we can transmute it and we can use it for higher energies. It's like oak me, right? And so like, I I thought I'm just, I'm in the question of, is it actually a drift or is it just, we've moved into a different energy and that can, and we can either use that energy or we can defend against it and start, you know, shutting down and really truly drifting, Right. Does that make sense? So, like,
0: mm-hmm. for me, I'm,
1: like, looking at, and, and, and this is sort of the, for me, this is how we step out of faking it because on the other side of things, like, I think you and I have both experienced this and we see a lot of people experience it where you you swirl around and you're feeling so much or it's like, oh, you know, the Mercury's in retrograde, so everything's going to be crashed. And, like, you know, like being at the of all energies right and so for me like the the way to really truly look at what's what is what's between spiritual override and oh well you know feelings are beneath me and I don't let anything affect me and I'm an infinite being and all of that What's the difference between that and like swirling for me it's about using It's about facilitating something from the energies that we're in wherever we are in. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, yes. So I think like it's kind of back to that place of like not agreeing or aligning, but also not rejecting and reacting and refusing. I feel like if you can be in that middle space, right, of what where it's like, wow, there's a lot of bits coming through my body, you know, and you're not like rejecting that. You're not um, kind of disassociating from it, but you're also not like, you know, going to bed with it and <laughs> for 24 hours, you know what I mean? Like I, there's a lot of people that um, me included, right? Where I take, I have taken feelings so seriously and my ideas and my stories so seriously and, you know, like ended up like taking myself out and like wallowing. Um, and then there's the other end of the spectrum, which is where I, I see a lot actually with my clients where they have this very, very perfect persona that they're showing up with at work and in their lives. And as they're walking down the street, you know, that is, you know, and they're perfectly, um, created lululemon or whatever that store is of their workout clothes right and they're going to their yoga and everything appears to be perfect and yet inside they're a total complete mess right so they're in that energy of baking it and there's there's so that we see this a lot like these kind of extreme places um and so if we can be in that middle place of really not making any of it so true and real and um, but also not like not doing the spiritual override not doing the faking thing you know so that you're actually at choice if there's actual feelings that need to come through that you can cry and then you know the next in the next five minutes be super happy right because you got espresso on your whipped cream coffee Mm-hmm.
0: yes
1: yes in the game of um in, in the game of like kind of shifting right so it's like and here this is the danger of override right this is the danger of like um uh well we can use our tools we can use any awesome tool against ourselves right so like um, there's a great tool that I love, love, love in Access Consciousness, which is like when kind of shit hits the fan to say, how does it get better than this? And there's, um, so it's really about oh, asking the universe, hey, like, I think maybe there's something beyond what I'm seeing right now that this I hate that tool. is contributing. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I hear you hate that tool. So anyway... <laughs> Yeah. I actually really like the tool and I think what you don't if I'm not mistaken I think what you don't like about it is how people use it. It's like there's yes. all this energy there's all this like undercurrent of ah! And they're using mm-hmm. this tool like how's it better than that? And it's almost how like separating from How does it get better itself.
2: than that? How does it get it's better like than
1: a, that? <laughs> so there's like a a a separation that happens Yes. and but you know there's also places and times and I think you would agree where we've had a we've had a lot of fun with it it's like because it's almost Mm -hmm. like how it's like the truth is how we actually feel is how could it worse than this (laughs) right Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. and then we're like well how does it get better than that and we like do it with with a tease with playfulness with and that's the thing is like if you can um those tools can work if you use them in a playful way not really in an overriding way and and separating from yourself you know so it's like like if you can get to the place of true curiosity with the question right of like Mm -hmm. really truly how does it get better than this right and so it really is it's not I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong but I think what you don't like is how it's being used not so much yeah. the tool itself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like kind of one of my gifts that I feel incongruency very intensely. And so any kind of incongruency or kind of misalignment in my environment, in people. And so that to me is like a huge place of incongruency. It's like you're saying something in this like really kind of sugary, sweet voice while there's a storm, a crazy storm happening inside and it's used to actually disassociate or separate from what's going on inside of you. It's not actually being used with any curiosity at all. It actually has a feeling of desperation to it in a way and no play and no curiosity and almost like an auto response. You know, that somebody said, here, use this tool. And so it's like an automatic pilot auto response type of thing, which is everything that I really, 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 really don't love, you know. So for me, it's like in that moment of kind of intense trigger in my body, the very, very, very best thing for me that I can do is just lean into the energy of it. Like literally, don't even talk, don't do anything. Like it's just more like instead of lean out of the intensity in your body, leaning in to the intensity of your body and, and even just taking a deep breath and just, I put, I do a lot of putting my hands on my body whenever I'm in that like big trigger or intensity, you know? Um, I mean, I, I have, I, I feel things very deeply and my body feels things very deeply. And so for me, whenever I do override with that, it's, it just so, so does work. And so I teach this a lot with my clients of just being with the intensity. And then it is so it, it moves and then you can really get back into your creative brain and actually see what's going on and see what needs to happen next. You know? So um, so I'm constantly working with people that are faking it, you know, quote, faking it and, um, and getting them back into their heart and back into their body, um, and back into just leaning in instead of leaning out. I, I wanted to kind of share a story of a client just the other day. I know we need to go on break, but this is coming up for me. So I wanted to share it. Like this was a man who has had intense anxiety, intense depression, like his whole life, okay? And he's on my table, I'm doing energy work on him. I can feel this like dam of that wants to break around his heart, like this fortress around his heart. And and I said to him, "Can you feel what can you feel in your chest?" And he's like, "It just feels like I can't breathe." And I'm like, "Okay, well this is what's in the way of you being with yourself but also being with the world." I'm like, "Can you lean into it?" And he was like, no. And I'm like, okay, just keep saying no then. No, 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 no. And he literally was doing that for like five minutes where he's like, no, no, this is going to kill me. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I can't. No, no, no. Right? Um, all words that were just coming to his mouth, He's into his mind. He's never, ever leaned in like that. And at the back end of it, he just bawled. That's something he's never done in his entire life in front of a person. It's always been in in hiding, not even with his girlfriend, okay? So it was a huge breakthrough for him, and I can tell you that his whole body, his whole energy, his face, everything changed about him at the end of that session um, because he had spent a lifetime of faking it, and it was literally killing him. It was imploding in him and killing him. So we're going to talk more about all of this. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We'll be back after commercial.
0: Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation and full permission to be you claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life be sure to listen every wednesday at noon eastern standard time 10 a.m mountain standard time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. network.com
3: how long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic
0: 8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Love, life, and all things weird. We are talking about an experiment, an exploration in humanness, how to really navigate those energies of feelings and full moons and faking it. Where do you want to go with this, babe?
1: Oh, I have so many places to go. Okay, I want to talk about full moons as we've been talking about feelings for just a minute. And um, mm-hmm. we can we can come back there. But it's like, so, and here's the thing, you know, it's like there are some schools of thought that say, You know, like, we're an infinite being, we shouldn't be at the effect of anything. You know, we shouldn't be at the effect Mm -hmm. of all these things. And it's like, it's true. Like, we really are the most potent beings. Like, we have so much capacity, so much power that we can change anything. Like, I truly believe it. I mean, that's really a lot of my message in the Magic, is that we can change anything. But to 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 not be aware of energy or something that's occurring and pretend it doesn't impact you when it actually does, doesn't create the choice and presence required to actually change it. Did that make sense? Yes.
2: that's a Yeah, that's actually a great way to say it, babe, because... I oh I've never been into astrology ever like when people would say oh you're a Scorpio I'd be like uh, okay or when people would be like oh Mercury's in retrograde I'd be like uh, what like I had no idea for years I mean literally years and years like I was never one of those kind of metaphysical people that would get into all of that stuff and yet <laughs> what was true is that the moon cycles, especially the full moon cycles, were affecting me so much. I just didn't know it. Like, I wasn't aware of it. And so, like, I would get so intensely emotional and cray cry like, right around the full moon. And then I would learn about it, like, th- two or three days later, and I'd be like, whoa, I wonder if that had an effect on me, right? And then after, I don't know, probably a year of like paying attention, I was like, OMG, this happens every month, whether I know when the full moon is or not, right? And so for me, it was like, I just was completely unaware of it. And I'm super empathic and very, very fluid with energy and perceiving energy, and especially collective energy. It's what I do all the time. And, you know, and yet this was something that was so out of my awareness that I was at the effect of it, you know, and so that's an example. But, you know, it's also like I also see it so much where people blame Mercury in retrograde or they blame the full moon or they blame these cosmic energies and they they literally consider themselves almost a victim to it. Right. Which is, again, that pendulum swing to the other side of like letting allowing it to run you you know and so that's um that's what I'm currently like playing with is how can I be aware of these energies that are that that I'm dancing with um but not actually go under or kind of take it all so seriously or like you know let it be like what Keisha said in the chat room. Thanks Keisha. Like not having to make them our masters, you know, because we are the creators. We're the creators and we get to choose. And in all honesty, I've never had Mercury in retrograde affect my technology ever. Not even once because I don't even know what the F that is. And so I don't buy into it. And so therefore it doesn't even happen to me. So, (laughs)
1: <laughs> so there. Well, least that you know of because you don't pay attention to it. So it might have affected you.
2: You just didn't know. <laughs> I just actually don't have very many tech issues, period. That's your category. No, but that's it's... kind of what happens uh, for yeah, you. It doesn't that's actually my... happen for me. That's totally mine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, what – but the thing about it is is that these energies are – forces. It's like, you know, to me all energy is a resource. A feeling, mm-hmm. a full moon, a stub toe, uh hundred thousand dollars, like this is just all energy, right? And and I you know, for as long as I have been in this um sort of consciousness movement in and studying quantum physics and, you know, like The thing that I've heard the most is it's all energy. We're all just energy. Everything's energy. The chair I'm sitting on is energy. My body is energy. It's all energy. And energy can be used for anything. And it really is about being aware of it in such a way, not separating from it, not giving your power to it, but being aware of it so that you're at choice for how you use it. So you're at choice for what you do with it. So, like, if there's a reason, so for instance, like with the full moon, one of the things that, and I, and I feel like that's been one that I haven't had really a lot of stuff around in terms like, you know, you've, it's been a, a bigger impact for you and your body. For me, I, I, I like will go for walks in the full moon and I'll ask it to contribute to me. And I was like, I'll feel sometimes an intensity and I'm like, okay, so, how about we take this intensity and use it for creation? How about we take this intensity and, um, use it to, I don't know, like change something on the planet, um, contribute to the water, you know, and it's like, um, it's interesting because when I have energy that comes through me now that's bigger, I oftentimes go, like, what am I facilitating with this? What can I facilitate? How can I use this to my advantage? And it's really cool. I've had a lot of experiences of being able to wield energy that most people sort of either align and agree with or resist and react to and end up in a fight with it, right? Uh, as opposed to like, oh, what can I do with this? And it's true even with like the feelings, right? I, I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was training in the, in the Hendrix and it's like, um, my partner at the time sat down and she, and somebody asked her how she was and she's like I'm just sad and the girl was like oh well that doesn't look like very fun when you're ready to have more fun with that let me know you know and so it's like what she was saying was what do you want to create with this and that was a lot of what we worked on um, in that work was like okay feelings our body has feelings our body has this That's how the body perceives awareness. And so what can you create with that? And I remember for myself, like I used to have a real like, uh, anger still isn't my favorite feeling. I'm going to be honest about that. But I used to would not feel it. Like if, if if I got anywhere close to anger, I would fall asleep. I don't know if you knew this, but I used to literally go to sleep when I would be mad. And so I was doing some coaching with one of the Hendrix coaches and I, and I knew that anger was kind of this feeling that was kind of stopping me like, cause I wouldn't feel it. I would, I just would not go there because growing up it was associated with violence. And so like I, I literally did not want to go there. And he taught me to have fun with my anger. So the very first time that anger came up on a call and I went sleepy he actually, he was really cute because he used to make up songs. He had this little guitar and he, we were on a call. Um, and he's like, okay, he says, I'm going to start playing and you're going to sing an angry song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, you know, I just started singing, you know, I'm angry at my daddy. He was another, he was a big controlling bugger, you know, and I started like, like singing about my anger, but not in a, pounding pillows, pounding the wall out, like yelling at people kind of a way. And, and it it helped me to understand that there there's nothing that we experience that cannot be played with, that cannot be created with. And, yeah, sometimes now when I'm angry, I have a temper tantrum. But a temper tantrum is a lot more productive than a, a lot of other things we could be doing with our air, like, suppressing it and repressing it and the damage that does to our bodies by pretending that it's not there. And what if just allowing the energy through our bodies is, is a transmutation process. And this is what actually feel is true is that like when we, when we cry or when there's anger coming through the body or something like that, if we can let it through without judgment and without story. And, and that's something that I want to talk about in a minute um, is how story actually Keeps us in the energy. It, it makes it so that the emotions have way more power. But if you actually just realize that it's it's the transmutation of energy, or emotion is energy in motion. It's energy moving through the body. And so, if we can just realize that it's energy in motion and allow it, find some healthy ways to create with it, or allow it through the body, then we can actually shift our vibration through the experience of it instead of like pretending it's not there or the opposite, which is like going into some big drama because you have a feeling.
2: Yeah. So i really loving the chat room. If you're not in the chat room and you're listening live, please come. It's so, so fun. You can go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and click on the chat room button there's always like such fun commentary and questions and you can get facilitated through the chat room. If you don't want to, you know, call in live, if you have a question. So, um, so please come. Um, We're a fun group. Um, But I love the comments, you know, um, in the chat room about this stuff, right? Because um, I, you know, I was talking about how I feel so, many things and I'm so empathic and how I've really taken that down the drama track, you know, and still do sometimes. And I love it because I actually really, really, really love drama queens and drama kings. I really do. And Marion and Lori in the chat room were talking about how, you know, when they break up with boyfriends, you know, what would happen, right? And that that they would go into the most intense, You know, drama and story and let their emotions rule them and run them. And I would say like knowing stories about your past of your relationship breakups and stuff like that, Megan, you would use like music and like, you know, and go in, 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 in into all of that, that story and that stuff and like get wallowed up in it. Like I honestly don't believe that it, that an issue any issue that you really need to cry for a full morning about it. I really don't. I mean, I don't think a full morning, like, a, you know, four hours or three hours or two hours of just crying, 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 actually supports the process of it going through your body. Because um, a, an energy cycle is literally usually like 30 seconds, 10 seconds, two minutes, you know, maybe 10 minutes. So if you're crying or finding yourself crying or raging or intensely um depressed or any kind of you know, like intense energy for hours and hours and hours that's that's an indication that you are in the the wallowing part that you're actually allowing the story to um to, and the emotion to kind of control you instead of you transmuting or working through or directing that energy, so you were going to talk about that as far as like um right you're going to talk about the story and what the story does to emotion.
1: Mhm, so what happens is is that the story or the point of view will trap the emotion, and one of the best that I ever got and this idea came from the Hendrix was that not even like not even defining emotion as you know this is anger this is sadness although that does have its use in just identifying like what's happening in our bodies but they used to talk about emotion as bits of energy and and instead of saying how are you feeling they would say what are the bits doing right and and bits are like like if you like check your let's this could be fun, so just allow yourself to do a body scan right now and just like you know feel your feet and your legs and your torso and your arm, and just feel into like what your bits are doing, what is the energy how is the energy occurring for you, is it tingly is it, Is there any places where it feels heavy? Is there any places where it feels um, tight? Any places that feel light and flowy? And just notice that there are all these bits of energy moving through all the time, right? Just like if we could actually see molecules, we'd see these and bits of energy flying past our face all the time. Energy is uh, uh, energy is always in motion. It's never stopped. It's never still. So it's like all of this movement that comes through us. Well, as soon as we define it, and and I loved what Katie used to say. She says, everything after because is arguable. I'm sad because. I'm mad because. And and even more arguable if you add you after because. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sad because you hurt my feelings. You know, <laughs> you know that's even more suspicious. So, but everything after because is what the mind is trying to intellectualize because the mind doesn't understand feeling because there's no, most of the time, truly, 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 there's actually no quote unquote reason for feelings. That's just what moves through our system in the form of energy and awareness. And so when we throw a story on it, it literally contains those bits of energy and organizes those bits of energy into a solid mass, which then gets stuck in our bodies. So I know mm-hmm. we're supposed to go to break, and I'm kind of on a roll, and there's more to say about it. So if you'd like to know how to get the blocks out <laughs> and not block the energy and keep it coming through, stay with us. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We'll be back after the break.
0: Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How
3: long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life, deep down, you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a a two-and-a-half-day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on Events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O.
0: This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hello, everybody.
2: hello. <laughs> I am loving all these hashtags that Lori is creating in the chat room. Like hashtag, what are your bits doing? Um, hashtag free the bits. Hashtag free the big bits. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, which, which, which Marion was asking what, not sure what you guys mean by bits, which um Megan was just talking about bits are just like kind of like energetic blips, almost like little pieces of energy that are showing up in your body. We're calling them bits. We're not calling them necessarily like sadness or fear or whatever, you know. Um, it's, uh, It's about energy. It's about scanning your body and seeing what feels heavy, what feels fluttery, what feels intense, what feels amazing. It's all bits. So that's what we mean mm-hmm. by bits. And you can you could also just
1: think of something that is really annoying to you right now, that you're really challenged by, that you're really stressed by, and just notice where what happens in your body, what the energy is doing in your body around those thoughts, or, or something that you feel really excited about or really joyful about. Because there's bits no matter what, right? No matter what's happening, if we're in flow... If we're in bliss, if we're in joy, there's uh, there's energy that moves through our body in a particular way. When we have, when we're in a, a state of joy or bliss, generally there's a, a lightness, an expansiveness to the bits of energy. There's an uprising energy to it. A lot of times, with feelings like like I would call a little bit lower frequency feelings, like sadness or anger um, or fear is that generally the energy gets trapped by a story as we were talking about and then we solidify it, right? And and or we just haven't been um for me like I grew up in a family where basically mm, feelings weren't really okay in general except for there was I had a brother that was mentally ill and so he would rage all the time which what I I suspect was because we were all suppressing all our feelings and so he was the only one allowed to feel. So it all came out of him. But if it, what I learned to do because I saw that feelings weren't okay is, um and this is the first thing that we do when we try to override anything or manage anything is we'll tend to stop breathing, hold our breath. Mm-hmm. And so then what we do is we stop the flow. And when we stop the flow, bits start getting denser and denser and denser. And so initially, if an energy is moving through our body and we don't stop it and we don't judge it and we don't throw a story on it, that, 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 that energy will just move on through. And it might give us awareness, actually, of something that's occurring. But as soon as we make it significant and or stop it or story it, then the bits will get solid. They'll get more dense. When initially it's just energy that would move through, it's kind of like a deer when it's running from its prey. It hits this fight or flight energy, which is like fear in its body, but what it does is it gives it fuel to run from its prey, but it, the body, cause it doesn't, the deer doesn't make it significant. The body just takes the energy, uses it as fuel, and you can actually test the body of a deer within 20 minutes after an event like that. There will be no sign of adrenaline in its system. Human beings, on the other side, <laughs> if we go through like a uh, an adrenaline cycle, will human beings will carry that in their bodies for years. And the reason is is and that's why we get illness and sickness is because we're carrying this toxic energy instead of going using the fuel and that's what I've been talking about in terms of what can I facilitate with this what can I use how can I use this to my advantage is like what actually what fuel what can you fuel with the energy that's in your body if it wasn't significant what could you create with it what's it there for what's it asking for you know sometimes our grief is just asking us to to pause Take a hot bath. Like maybe we need a little nurturing. Like all of these energies are just information. They're informing us. And if we don't make it significant, we can actually become aware and we can transmute and we can use the energy as fuel. But as soon as we make it significant, we solidify it in our bodies. And so at point for adults, most of what we're feeling is actually stuff that's stuck from childhood. It's stuff that's stuck from a long, long time ago that never got dislodged from our body, which is why, because is always an arguable thing, because, like, yeah, your partner might be in your face doing whatever, but it's like probably they're triggering an emotion that you solidified a long time ago and stored, and now has a story mm-hmm. around it, and now you just keep replaying it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. What yes. do you think it of reminds that? reminds me of that. That was a lot. It reminds that was a me whole of- class. I know, that was a lot. <laughs> it really, really was, yeah. But it reminds me of that book. It's, I mean, it was a book from the '90s called "Feelings Buried Alive Never Die." Like, have do you remember that book? Mm-hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, that is true. Like, honestly, people, like, this is what I do on my my table all, almost every day with my clients. Is I'm doing some combination of clearing uh, old energy, like past lifetime energy and current stuck energy in bodies, um, and facilitating you know the release of that in order for people to free up their bodies in order to make another choice you know so i'm i'm doing this work every day i see it all the time um where you know the not even just this lifetimes energies but all of our lifetimes energies are still stuck in ourselves because of the of not going through the actual cycle of letting the energy go when it first came up and then it creating a pattern over and over and over again it happens in our bodies too when we create like a an injury or something it's like pooled energy in that spot in our body that then ends up in injury um and disease and so it's 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 like our when we say that emotion is just energy and motion and it's just something shouldn't stick that it should move through. Like we're not kidding. It really, our bodies are meant to have it flowing all of the time. And, you know, we solidify it at two years old, at three years old, at five years old. And then as an adult, often just have to like work uh, intensely to let go of all of that stuff. So, but if you can stop the pattern now, if you can look at it as, like not adding more Kindle to the fire, you know, if you can really like this idea of transmuting the energy, you know, Um, of, of looking at it and saying, okay, well, it looks like anger, but what if I could transmute that into potency or power? It looks like fear, but what if I could transmute that into actual action with my body that then um, opens up to excitement You know, it it looks like sad, um, but what if I could open up my heart space and actually um, transmute that into love? You know, that's been my personal experience. Like my heart, almost probably three or four times a week, I have the most intense energy in my heart, like almost like there's like 100 pounds on my heart. And you could call that sadness. You could call that grief. You could call that all kinds of things. And I breathe into it. I lean into it. Like sometimes I wake up with it. Sometimes, like I just find myself in the middle of, of the day, just um, like breathing and realizing that there's way more intensity in my heart all of a sudden. And and yet I'm like opening up, opening up to more and more and more love, and more of energy of love. And I'm on like a a mission. Like my mantra is let love be bigger. Let love be more powerful. Let love um rule, you know, in a way. And so I've opened up so much to my love of myself, my love of the world, of my clients, of even just everything, my body, nature, um, in this process of leaning into the intensity in my heart that you could call grief or sadness. I'm, it's actually, I'm transmuting it and opening it up to the biggest love I've ever, 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 ever experienced in my entire life. And it just is more and more and more. And I'm in this space of communion and connection and intimacy with myself and others more and more and more. And it's only getting, it's only getting in some ways, it's almost getting even more intense. But at least now I can feel it as I can see it as possibility. I can see it as space. I can see it as my body almost kind of catching up to my being with the amount of love and receiving and communion that I can be. So that's my current like intensity, um, which, you know, even a couple of years ago, I would have called wrong and, you know, and tried to change and tried to stuff and tried to you know, compartmentalize or disassociate from because it was so intense. Now it's like I'm as much as I possibly can leaning in, leaning in, leaning in, leaning in. Mm-hmm. So I. Think oh, and I also like, want to say uh, I want to say something. Can I say one last thing? Because um, yes, sir. this is actually like yeah. So I'm actually um, finishing up a product that we are creating called Rise of the Empaths which is I feel like because of uh, how empathic I am, I'm actually transmuting energy for the planet. And I'm super excited about this product. It's going to be ready and available for all of you next Wednesday. And so I wanted to kind of give that heads up. Um, it's a three-call uh, three series called Rise of the Empath. So if you RISE, R-I-S-E, RISE of the empath. And um, and so if those of you who feel like you're running collective energy um, for the planet, you're going to want to um, purchase this product um, so that you can actually transmute the energies and not let it run you. So I wanted to give that plug.
1: Mm-hmm. And really, truly, like the best thing that I could say is when you feel intense, ask. How can I use this to my advantage? What is this for? And what awareness is my body communicating to me? So use the energy. And we'll see you Mm -hmm. next week on Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m., Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.